0: say to any of his angels you and I have the same essence essence the same attributes omnipotence omniscience omnipresence is not an is not the essence of angels or created man so when Adam says when when God says Abraham's only begotten son all he's saying Adam uh, Abraham was man he gave birth to man. Isaac is of the same essence of Abraham, who is man. He originated from him. That is all. All right? So here God is he saying, when they say, Jesus is created, then you turn to him and say, no, God asks you, in Hebrews 11, verse 5, to which of his angels which are created, did he ever say, you are the same essence? The word begotten in Hebrew is, is not only about origin, but same essence, all right? Essence is more important than origin and exclusivity, all right? Attributes. So he is God. Now, but at some point, he says, like verse 6, and when, when he bringeth the firstborn into the world. He said, see, Jesus was born into the world. What he's saying is one day Jesus will be born into the world. First he says, you are God. You, you are of the same essence of me. And one day you will take on the form of man. You will. And which angel have God ever said? Worship the angel. No, it said angels worship Jesus. The whole world will worship Jesus. Only God should be worshipped. Therefore, Jesus cannot be God. It cannot be not God. Alright? Double negative. Jesus is God. Now, then look at verse 8. How very critical. Verse 8 and 9. Now, but unto the Son, the Jesus Christ, the same essence, unto Him. Now, does the the Bible ever call Jesus God? God the Father calls Jesus God because in verse 8 he says, Thy throne, O God, unto the Son, means the Father said to the Son, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. Now, it's about the kingdom. But here, now, you want to have the greatest proof that Jesus is God? Jesus said, I don't have to say that I am God. God the Father called me God. You cannot say that um, God the Father will say, call someone else God and ask people to worship Him. Alright? So, it's God Himself, the same essence. Now, look at verse, verse 9. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity; Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee. You see, it's God saying, you are God, I am not God, right? You are God and I'm not God. No, He says, even God, your God, hath anointed thee who is the Messiah anointed means Messiah the anointed one Messiah Jesus is the Messiah when God the God the Father say um, your throne O God now does God speak to each other in the creation God says let us make man in our image when men fell God spoke with each other all right when I say each other you may say well is it three God no it's one God now look at verse nine. He say, "God, even your God, say you are God, and your God, who is me, is the one who anointed you, made you Messiah." This is the language of God. You cannot deny Trinity because God the Father said Jesus is God. Now, how strong is that as proof in the Bible? All right. So again, here he explains. Now it, the whole point is about about what about Jesus' role, especially after his taking on human form. That is what it means. Alright, so when you say, um, I want to glorify God, you must be able in your heart to think about God in God's term. Then you glorify him. Alright, now, All right, so the essence, does God the Father have a beginning, have an end? No. When you say, you are my son, he's saying what? We are of the same essence. You do not have beginning and ending as well. God wrote all this for us to know. Right, so it's so wonderful to, to, to study scriptures um, where you can glorify God in your thoughts and in your defense. Okay, now, let us continue. Now, there is one error that you will even hear very sound preachers now you must be alert right it's the end times alert when you listen to anything now there are actually very sound preachers preach very very stirring convicting encouraging messages all right but i still often hear people saying this them writing this you know sometimes i say "Oh, this man is very famous then i just um look on the internet read some of the excerpts They insist very strongly. There is no logic to three persons but one God. No logic. God can exist in three forms. Now, that is an important understanding. Please understand this. They say three forms but one God. We say three persons but one God. Very big difference. Person means they individually have individual character, individual roles. They are an individual, with, but all have the same attribute of God. Hmm? That is what we mean. But three forms means, is the, means, it means one person. One person. And they say, just like human, right? You have body, soul, spirit. Anyway, soul and spirit is the same thing in the Bible. All right? They say, yeah, it's just three forms, that's all. Now, this is an error as well because here God said it very clearly. This day I have I begotten thee, means I have given you a role, and when you are birthed and forever and ever, this is your role. You will be a ruler. Not me, thy God, who I have said unto you, You will rule the kingdom, and it is your God who made you that. It's separate persons. So you must accept it. You cannot say there's no logic and then try to use human. Body, soul, and spirit to explain God. God is a spirit, what does it mean? Jennifer, what does God is a spirit mean? You cannot. You cannot see him? Cannot see him implies what? You cannot make him into what you think he should be. Understand why it is important to memorize God is a spirit. You cannot use human logic, use human analogy to describe God. If men have body, soul, and spirit, then God is the same. One person, three forms. God is a spirit. You cannot use human flesh. You cannot use an egg. You cannot use water to describe. Water is just three forms. All right? The same cup of water can either only exist in one or at best two forms, not three forms, in a sense. All right? So all this, will mix it up. Just simply accept. God the Father say, "I am your God, and God the Father calls God the Son, God. Now furthermore, turn to Genesis. Turn to Genesis. In creation. right? In creation. Verse 26, chapter 1, verse 26. Let's read together. Chapter 1, verse 26. And God said, See, God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. All right? There is an actual speaking to one another. Then look at chapter 1, um, verse 1. Uh, sorry, verse, verse 2. The earth was void, without, was without form and void. Darkness upon the face of the earth, and the Spirit of God, all right, means God the Holy Spirit, moved on the waters. Now, if right from the beginning, before even the world was formed, and at the point where the world was formed, the universe was formed, God spoke and described individual persons to us from the Bible. Now, then we must know this is God revealing Himself to us. You argue, well, you know, humans being don't understand and all that. God, from the beginning, explained it that way. That's all. Now, then, um, then furthermore, look at chapter chapter 3, verse 21. Chapter 3, verse 21 and 22. 21 and 22, reading. Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. Verse 22, reading. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. Right? One of us. If God is just one form, is God, they have become me. That's it. One of us. You know, these are very explicit language God used to describe. There are three persons. Okay? Now, do you talk to yourself even like that? Oh, spirit, oh, soul, uh, we become one of us. Right? By and large, no. Okay? Now, so, I hope that that establishes your faith. Now, next one. Now, now we go ahead and study other characteristics. Okay, now, let's look up here. Now, we are going, so we have, we have spoken about God is a spirit. What it means, never try to imagine or use human analogy to describe God. If God says he's like that, just accept him. His attributes are revealed by him. Now we learned about infinite, eternal, right? Um, um eternal and so on. Now we want to go to infinite in several things. We will see that God is infinite, eternal, unchangeable in his this, this, this. All right? Now look at page page 6 of the old book, page 22 of the new book. Page 6 of the old book, page 22 of the new book attributes of god the qualities of god when you say attributes of god means his qualities all right teens young ones the qualities of god you must know them how can you glorify god your thoughts are very clear about his attributes you have the highest thoughts of him all right in bbk we can only scratch the surface now Number one, God is omnipresent. Number two, God is omniscient. Number three, God is omnipotent. So just quickly looking up here. Now, omni. Omni means in all aspects, in all directions, just omni. Every and infinite. So God is infinite in His. Now, God is omnipresent. God is omnipresent. Is God's being, for example. God's being. God is infinite. Omni. Infinite in his wisdom, omniscient. Omniscient has to do with God's wisdom, God's knowledge. Now, omnipotent is his power, his power, all right? Infinite in power. So let's learn each one of them one by one. What it means and what then it should do to us in our thoughts of God. Now, theology, we say God, the study of God, right? Theor is God in Greek. Logos is word all right, the descriptions. So theology is the study of God. Theology is not the study of how can I be blessed by God. It's all about God, right? Theology. Now, theology is always to change our lives, change our attitude towards God and ourselves. Please know that. Theology is not for Bible college students to know and then now, one time, I remember when I first came, I was preaching. A senior person in church said this, you know, Peter Joseph, these are things for, for Bible college students. Don't, don't teach these sort of things. You know, it's very boring in, 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 in Bible studies, very boring in worship service. You must preach encouraging messages. I said, what is encouraging messages? Then the person said this, you know, they come, they want to hear God love them, God wants to bless them. So don't worry about anything. And they are going to heaven. And God wants to hear their prayer. So that is an encouraging message. They are not interested in this thing. How far can we go? Glorify men. It's all about me. Now, theology is God revealing Himself. And when you know Him, that is the most encouraging thing to your life. That is what Christianity is about. It's about Christ. That is why we are called Christian. We are not called Josephians, all right? I'm Joseph, right? We are not called, I don't know, Jungians, right? The Jung family. We are Christians. It's all about Him. Theology is to change our thinking about God. You must be very interested. In fact, when you hear messages and say, "Ah, not much about God today, more about us, you should be disappointed. I want to learn more about Him. That is what it is. Now, theology, Christians, you must be stirred for that. When you read the Bible, when you, when you do your devotion, you memorize God is a spirit, all those things. And they say, ah, you see, God now is describing his power, his wisdom. I love to read these kind of things. That is what it's supposed to be. Then it will change your life. Change your life. Now, so first, God is omniscient. What does it mean? What, is, what does it mean? Now, everywhere is in God's presence all at the same time. Know the definition clearly. Otherwise, you will fall into cult teachings as well. God is only present. Uh, sorry, only present. It's wrong to think of the common way of thinking where it means God is everywhere. God is everywhere. No, everywhere is in the presence of God. That is the biblical understanding. Because He's omni means he engulfs space. Now God created space. Remember this? Now this is called space. This is called space. Can you, can you define space? You cannot because you don't even know the edge of the universe is there. Is one. Space. When we say God is omnipresent, He is the creator of space and He is outside space. I shouldn't even draw a circle because the moment there's a circle, there is limited. He's outside space. He's outside space. Everything... Now, if you if what underline this, everywhere is in God's presence. All at the same time. All at the same time, means. Now actually, this is an overwhelming thought. It can't even be explained. It must overwhelm you. Say, wow! This is mind boggling. It crushes my mind. It makes me go, 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 go silly. Even just to try to think about this, God. Is God is everything is present before Him and at the same time. It's not like He was here well, some time ago. Then the future is not in His presence. So you think even the future is already present before Him now because He's outside space, outside time. When God said God is omnipresent, there was at the time no, there was no such thing as time, no such thing as space. That's why the Christian cannot believe in um, in. In, um, at one point there was these things and God just worked on them. All right, creation signs. There was nothing. How to say God is, the future is before God now. See the glory of God, outside space, outside space and time. Now the error today because of Christians not bothering to understand God, they make up God in their own thinking. God is a spirit; they cannot. So now you see many talks like that. God is in the wind. God is in the tree. God is in the rock. God is in. Now suddenly, God are in things. God is not in the thing that He created. He is outside. Now this God is in in this, in that, in the tree, in the stone, and all. Led to, actually, it comes from um, Zen. You know the the whole philosophy of Zen is. Is meditation, zen, the yoga, um, um, from origins from all these ideas, zen. Now, why do you think many posters today, many posters, when they quote Bible verses, they like to show scenery. Do you know how all this come about? Because, them, see, God is in the tree, God is in the water, God is in the sky. So they say, just, just think of all these things. You should not limit God. I'm not saying it's... Is, every time you do it, it's sinful and you're thinking like that. But don't fall into that idea of God is in these things. That is why people now begin to say, even Christians, even Christians buy, you know, all those crystal rocks. They say, hey, hey, have this. Put in your house the, the radiate energy and it gives you health and peace. I say, but you're like worshipping a stone, you know. Say, no, 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 no. Because God is in everything. God is in everything. It's wrong. Everything is in the presence of God. God, doesn't, God is not in these things, all right? So be clear, in your, the right thinking glorifies God. God is not in these things. God is all these things before at the same time. All right, so that is important. Now, whenever you read the Bible, think more of that. Now, but another thing, then, how does theology change me when I think of that? It both encourages us and warns us. Right? How does it encourage you? Now, the fact that God is omnipresent, it means you can pray and know that He's there, hearing you. God is not only on the other side of the world, and only when during daytime then He will hear. It's very encouraging to you know God say "Pray without ceasing at any time, at any time, and anywhere." I am present whatever you're going through I am present with you the omnipresence of God is a very encouraging doctrine to the Christian now but there is also a warning a warning the omnipresence of God also tells you you and I are always seen by him whether in public or in secret whatever you and I are doing. Teens, you may think that when you switch off the light and hide under your blanket and watch or do things that you know you should not be doing, God is not there. Everything is before Him at the same time. Maybe God is too busy with Daddy and Mommy now. Daddy and Mommy is praying outside, so He's busy listening to them. No, God is omnipresent all the time, everywhere. Now then it makes us realize that we cannot hide. We cannot hide. You can hide from men. You can hide from the church. You can outwardly live a very godly life, but you steal your company's money. You steal your company's time. You steal your company's um, things. In school, you think that well, daddy and mommy is not there, um, church is not there, and therefore you behave like a bully. And all that is said No one sees, no. God sees, God knows. All right? The omnipresence of God both encourages and warns us. Okay? Now, when we come to this idea, nothing. Uh, yeah, so next one. God is omniscient. All right? I think we will. We will. Let me think. Okay, maybe we'll just cover this. It will only take... No, I think we'll do it next week. I don't want to rush through this, all right? Um, Next week, we'll study more of God's character. But this week, when we see all this omnipresence of God and His infinite, let us worship Him today, right, with that thought. Let us pray.